Welcome to Word of Life Family Church, where we are always striving to grow in our relationship with God, our family, and our community. Today is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice. And we are rejoicing that you have come across this message. We believe that it's no accident that you're listening today, but rather a divine appointment. We hope and desire that God will speak to you through this message and that it will help you to fulfill your God-given destiny. Now let's get to the message which is already in session. Well, thank you again for joining us. If you're joining us for the very first time, welcome to Word of Life Family Church. My name is Pastor Jason. I'm excited to share with you today. And I wish, I wish, I wish that you were here in person, but I'm so thankful that you're connected online. And I want to encourage you, if we, and by the way, if we lose uh, connection, don't worry, we'll jump back on as soon as we can. So stay patient, stay uh, tuned, and we will jump back on if we lose uh, you today. Uh, technology is wonderful and it's, God has gifted us with an opportunity to be able to do what we're doing also. And so just be patient with us on that today. But I want to also encourage you to make sure that you are sharing and you're liking and you're commenting um, on the videos um, that we are sharing, uh, not only on Sunday mornings, but we're trying to put out videos throughout the week. And so I want to encourage you to be a part of that also. The next thing I want to remind you is that we are we're not able to receive offering in person like we would normally do or tithes. But I do want to remind you to go ahead and, and still do that. You can send your tithe in and your offerings in. We can still do that. And so I want to encourage you to do that. But don't forget when you send your offering in, don't forget to pray over it. Just like we would do at church. We just pray over it. Remember, you are blessed and you are highly favored because you have Christ in you. So you are anointed to pray in yourself. You can pray over your, your tithes and offerings, and uh, we, can, we can declare that no pestilence uh, will, will come near our finances in Jesus' name. And so I want to encourage you to do that. So again, you can mail it in to our church location at 104 Fairway Drive, Phillips, Wisconsin, 54555. Or you can give electronically on our website at wordoflifefamilychurch.org. Go right to the Give tab. And you'll be able to do that electronically as well. So I want to, again, thank you so much for your support and your willingness to do that. I'm so thankful um, that we have been able to do this. And I'm also thankful that uh, God has gifted us with the opportunity to do this virtually inexpensive, very inexpensively. And uh, I'm so thankful for that. And so we're trying to be a good steward in this time when money is tight and all of those things. I'm sure you are too. But we know that we still want to bless God. We still want to give to God what God what is God's. And I know that he's going to take care of anything that we have in lack. He will be the one that takes care of us. So I just declare that over your finances in Jesus' name as you declare to give no matter what. Amen? Well, God bless you. Thank you again. I thank you so much. And, and I was to say thank you to our worship team. They've been working hard to get this done. And we've been rearranging and cha changing around. And I'm sorry that you can't see all of the players. You can't see Deb Perkins. She's on the keyboards. And Brian has been playing drums for us. And they're out of the picture. Uh, but they're not out of the picture, so to speak. We're so thankful for each one of them. And, and uh, for you, for you, for you, for you, for watching and sharing and, and doing all of that. And so I want to say thank you again for that. Well, let's get right into the message. We're going to go ahead and move forward on a message. We've been in a message over the last few weeks uh, entitled, Not Afraid. We're not afraid in Jesus' name. And of course, today is Palm Sunday. And uh, so we're going to look at this. But last week, I just want to remind you uh, of last week's installment of Not Afraid. We talked about perspective. Now, it's important we understand we're not afraid. And we're not afraid because God is for us and not against us. We're not afraid because when we are weak, he is strong. 
That's why we're not afraid. And last week we talked about keeping that kind of perspective and, and reminding ourselves of that truth and keeping in that even when the circumstances and challenges, I know we've heard some really some rough news uh, throughout this week of, with the COVID-19 and, and, and all of the cases and things like that. And I know it can really try on you. I know there's some that have lost some loved ones this week and some tragic things have happened throughout. And, and, I, and, and I know it's really difficult. And that's why it's most important at this time in this moment that we would keep our eyes focused on Jesus. He's the author. He's the finisher of our faith. He's the one that will keep us. He's the one that stands strong. We can always stand on him. He is our rock and our salvation. And so I want to encourage you to continue to do that. I hope you have your Bibles out. We're going to look into our Bibles today. We're going to check it out. And I always encourage you to do that, to pull out your Bible and uh, open it up with us. And so grab your Bibles right now. I'll give you a moment. Okay, that's the only moment I can give you because we're going live. But make sure you grab your Bibles. We're going to look at two particular passages today. First in John chapter 12 and Matthew chapter 27. We're going to look at a couple of those verses today. But I want to again remind you this morning, as you may know already and been reminded, today is Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday is the day in Scripture was described where the whole city, a whole city of Jerusalem, began to throw a parade for Jesus uh, and so we want to learn about that. We're going to read about that just a little bit here in John chapter 12. So if you have your, your, your Bible, turn to John chapter 12, verse 12. We'll start there. Uh, it's just a side note. I also have today's sermon notes on our website. You can go to our website, go to, to the sermons tab, drop down and find the today's sermon uh, 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 date. And you can see our notes and you can just download that PDF and check that out. So praise God for that. Okay, John chapter 12, verse 12. Uh, we're going to start at verse 12. We're going to read through chapter or verse 16. It says, The next day the great crowd that had come for the festival, I want to remind you the festival was a feast festival. It is Passover, and so we're coming on that as well. And so they had come for the festival, and they heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. Now you can imagine if we heard Jesus was on our way. I want to just let you know, Jesus is here. He's here. He's ever, ever present. And so, but here they're excited and they're saying, Jesus is on his way. And so they took palm branches and they went out to meet him and they shouted, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. And, the, and, and they begin to shout. And verse 14 says, and Jesus found a young donkey and sat upon it as it was written. Now, I want to remind you that this next part, 15, uh, verse 15, is the prophet Zechariah. He prophesied this would thing would very hap- would, this very thing would happen. It says, do not be afraid. Now, you know why it's in our series for today. It says, do not be afraid, O daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. At verse 16, at first, his disciples did not understand this at all. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that these things had been done to him. As Jesus rode in, so, so the Bible says that Jesus rode into the city, people begin to wave palm branches. I have a, I'm going to state, don't worry, I'm, I'm coming back. People begin to wave palm branches. Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest, Hosanna. And they begin to lay them at, uh, at his feet. And they begin to celebrate and, 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 and it, with the anticipation of Jesus coming. And they were excited. And this is where we get Palm Sunday. Now, I do want to remind you that this is a great day, but it's also somewhat bittersweet. 
Because even as we read about this celebration, we know that just in the same, many in the same crowd that were saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, just a short days later would be changing their words of praise and excitement to, to con, 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 condemning and, and ultimately words of death. And so I want to look at that in Matthew chapter 27, the switch, the change, and we'll, we'll check this. 27, you can turn in your Bibles as well. Matthew chapter 27, I'm going to start reading in verse 15. It says, and now, now it was the governor's custom that all, excuse me, the governor's custom at the feast to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. Verse 16, at that time they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when the crowd gathered around, Pilate asked them, which one do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called the Christ? And so it goes on, and we'll skip down to verse 20. It says, but the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd, listen, to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. Now listen, the same people that were shouting, how Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord, are the same people that are in this crowd, in the, in the chief priests and the elders and those that were against Christ and his message of good news. Imagine that. They, were for good, they weren't for good news. I don't understand. Uh, but listen, they persuaded the crowd and they begin to ask for the thief, the one that was not worthy, not the one that was not awesome. And, and so understand that they begin to change their, their thoughts. And so they asked for Barabbas to be executed. Verse 21, which of the two do you want me to release to you? Asked the governor. Barabbas, they answered. They yelled, Barabbas. Verse 22, what shall I do then with Jesus, who is called the Christ? Pilate asked. They all answered, crucify him crucify him and they all answered this and why why uh, the the pilot asked why what crime has he committed but they shouted all the louder they didn't even listen to him they just shouted louder crucify him crucify him crucify him wow uh, what what a, a beginning of the week started as hosanna hosanna ended with crucify him and crucify him this morning we see in scripture, we see two different events, both about Jesus, but with both different, completely different results. So on Sunday morning, on the beginning of the week, Jesus rode in and was magnified. By the end of the week, he has, they're, they're, they're throwing slander towards him. Why? Why the change? How can someone go from this excitement and, and all excited to this? I believe there are many different reasons, many possible reasons. But one very simple reason is this. They had a certain expectation. And we have to be careful. We're going to look at expectations versus expectancy. There's a big difference in that. And I want to talk a little bit about that this morning. But first, let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father, we love you and we praise you. We ask you, Father, that you would lead and guide my words today. Father, I pray that we would hear your word, that we would know that you are here with us, whether we're in this church or we're at home, wherever we are. Father, I thank you that you said and you promised that you are omnipresent. You are right here with us. So, God, we welcome your presence. Holy Spirit, have your way. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just right now just filter into every home right now. That, Father, from the head, top of their head to the soles of their feet, they would be healed and whole and covered by you. Father, I pray peace and hope and joy in their households right now. Now, Father, have your way in their service. Guide my words today. Father, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. So there is a vast difference, I believe, between the, the between expectations and expectancy. 
Uh, these are two mindsets that usually can be lifelong enough. I know that you know about expectation because if we if we live long enough, we we realize that as we apply expectations, we realize that some of our lifelong dreams don't meet our expectation. Some of our marriages haven't met your expectation. Listen, some of the, the what we're dealing with right now is not meeting my normal expectation of how I thought we should do church, how Sunday morning should go. Expectations are, 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 are deadly in that we have a certain mindset that we think that we should go. Understand that expectation expects things. Not only do they expect things, but they expect things in a certain way and a certain outcome. Or we could say that the outcome may be derived or happen in a certain way. Expectancy does not expect things. Expectancy hopes. Let me remind you that we are in hope. Not because of the circumstance. Not because of the, the bad reports that we're hearing. We are able to be in expectancy because God is on the throne and he loves you. we just saying he's chosen you. He's called you. And, and understand that if this didn't catch him off guard... He's right here with us. And so in expectancy, hopes and knows that God is in control. It has faith that good will come. But it removes the expectation of how it might come and what it might look like. Do you understand? We have an idea of how, well, oh, what a perfect life would be, what a perfect place would be. It's not right now in, in our current state where we're social distancing, we're having to stay home. That's not the perfect outcome that we would imagine. But God is still on the throne. And so if we throw away the expectation, because expectations lead to disappointments and frustrations and disillusionments. But expectancy leads to faith expectancy leads to joy expectancy leads to thanksgiving thank you god that you're with us you never leave us you never forsake us expectancy says listen i am i'm with you god and you're with me i thank you that you don't leave me expectation says god god i expect you to do it this way this way it says expectation says god i expect you to do it in this certain way in my little box but expectancy says, God, I don't know how, I don't know when, and I don't know in what form or fashion, but I know, I know that you are doing something good. I know that you are a good God. God's always doing something good. God is always doing something good in the middle of a mess. He makes a masterpiece. Let me remind you. So don't forget, God is doing good. We can eagerly await eagerly await expectancy because expectancy says your will be done on earth as it is in heaven not my will not my understanding but i have an expectancy that god you are doing what you do great and so but we can't we can't self-pace we can't use expectation uh to to use self can i just say this expectation is sometimes self-centered it's kind of soulish. We've been talking about putting the soul down and letting the spirit lead. Expectation has a soulish heart to it. It's selfish. Expectations are, I'm putting an expectation on God. Who are we to put an expectation on God? God is God. He's awesome and he's mighty and he's great and he's higher and he's bigger. It says in, in scripture, it says his ways are higher than my ways. He doesn't think the way I think. Praise God for that. That's good news, by the way. That he's greater than each one of us. So he's God. So we can't put God in a box and expect him to do 
something a certain way. But we certainly can have an expectancy that God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Amen? I want to just give you, if you have your handouts, you can pull those out. But I just want to give you three lessons, three life lessons to learn about Palm Sunday. We're going to... Okay, we're back. Sorry. Technology is wonderful when it works. Amen? So stay, stay tuned. Keep, keep with us. I apologize for that technical difficulties. But we talked about, we just said that there's three life lessons to learn from Palm Sunday. And so we're going to look at that today. So the first, first one I want to read a scripture before we give the point. First Peter chapter 4 verse 12 says this. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon, to, upon you to test you. As though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share in Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. The first point, life lesson we can learn from Palm Sunday is number one, sometimes life doesn't go the way we expect it. That's just it. And you're like, oh, that's not, I can, yeah, I know that already, Pastor. Well, listen, I want to remind you, it's good to be, not be blindsided and realize sometimes life doesn't go the way expected. Listen, in John chapter 16, we read this last week, we'll read it again. John chapter 16, verse 33 says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So this is where we can apply expectancy. We don't have to expect, we have this expectation. Man, life is not meeting where I thought it was going to meet. But I have an expectancy that because God said, I, have, I can take heart, I can rest in him, I've overcome the world. I don't know about the theology of this guy, but Garth Brooks sang a song. He says, sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. Remember that song? Remember he says when you're, taking the two, when you're going to the man upstairs, just because he doesn't answer doesn't mean he doesn't care. Because some greatest, God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. I wasn't going to sing it for you, but you understand. The, the, I don't know about the theology of Garth Brooks, but I do know that God's promises. God says, I'm saying yes and amen to you. He says that I'm going to take care of you. And so we need to let go of the box of expectation of saying, God, I think you should answer my prayer in this way. Instead saying, God, I release it to you. Your will be done. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in my life on this earth as it is in heaven. He is right there with us. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 9, it says, which of you, listen to this. This is great because this is a good reminder that life may throw all kinds of things, but God's throwing great things. Matthew chapter 7, verse 9 says, which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, sorry, Bible's words, not my words, we're sinners. We we're sin, but we're saved by grace. Though we are evil, how, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Time and time again. Time and time again in Scripture, God reminds us He's for us and not against us. He, he is on top and not on the bottom. And He's chosen us and chosen us. But I will say this, Scripture also says God's not in a hurry. He's for us and He's not against us, but He knows better than we do. And so we need to understand that trusting God, we need to trust God. We need to trust God that He is good. We need to trust God that He is a God that gives good gifts. Or uh, Trusting means that we'll... That God in God's perfect timing and his perfect will that he has already chosen for us, that he has better sense and a better timing than we do. So if God's silent, listen, if you're feeling like oh, God's silent, rest in, the, rest in this peace. 
that he may be, if, he, if he's silent, you're right where you're supposed to be. Because God's always moving and doing. And so, in fact, he's not silent. He's just allowing you to rest in where you already are. Don't forget that. Pray for his will. Continue to pray that you would hear his will. If you feel you find yourself, as you're searching your heart, you find yourself in a place, you know what, I've, I've drawn myself away. I don't hear him because I've drawn myself away. He says, draw right back to him. If you draw close to him, he'll draw close to you. In a moment, you can climb up on his lap and say, God, come into my life. Be my Lord, be my Savior. Forgive me of my sin. He doesn't lose that connection because of what we do. Thank goodness for that. He's always desiring to, to stay in connection with us. So if you feel silent, if God feels silent, he's not. He's still talking. He's still speaking. He's still moving. And we have to trust in that alone. The second point we'll make today as we get to finish up here is God is accomplishing his purpose, not our expectation. See, if we look at Palm Sunday and we look at this, God was accomplishing his purpose, but not the people's expectations. And this is why they went. This is the moment that they went from shouting, Hosanna, 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 thinking that he was going to become a king and overthrown uh, the Roman Empire and he's going to, you know, do it. And they thought that that's the way that God wanted to do it. But God had a better plan, a bigger plan, a more supernatural plan. And so don't worry when, when something is going along and it doesn't seem to meet up. Remember, God is moving and doing. And so he may be doing his purpose for your life, not what we do. We know that God's purpose is greater. So, so God is accomplishing his purpose, not our expectation. Philipp, Philippians chapter 1, verse 6 says, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you and me and us will bring it to completion in the day of Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 16, verse 23, Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. Ooh. It says, you are a stumble block to me because you don't have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Listen, God is accomplishing something great, even right now. Even something great. Can I just give you testimony? I know that we've heard a lot of, uh, uh, you know, uh, cases. The cases of COVID-19 are, are increasing, increasing. But I happen to know, I've, uh, one church uh, laid a testimony that they are receiving more people coming into the kingdom than cases are increasing. So even in this week and in this time, though people are, are devastated by this disease, some of them are very much affected. And I, and I pray that you're not. But if you are, I want to remind you God's with you. But listen, I also want you to know that this is not what we expect. But listen, even in the middle of this craziness, God is doing something amazing. People are coming into the kingdom. God, people, God is drawing people towards him. And so remind yourself of these things. Listen, Jeremiah 29, 11, I prayed it earlier, but I'm going to read for you the message translation because I appreciate what it says. It says, I know what I'm doing. This is God speaking. He says, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to give you the future you hope for. That's good news. That's good news. And I want to remind you, God is full of good news. Let's go to our third and final point today this morning. Thank you for sticking with us. All right, third point is this. Listen, always, say always, always be faithful in the face of unmet expectations. This is a time when we need to, what I call the squeeze test. Listen, we are being squeezed right now. And as we're experiencing these, we're, we're being squeezed uh, uh, with life is really trying to come in tight. And listen, don't stay faithful. You make sure you stay faithful. Keep 
constant. Keep in God's word. Keep your face shining on the God's word and let him reflect back to you. Let that that be faithful to him. I promise you he's going to continue. First John chapter 5 says this in verse 14. It says that if we ask anything according to his will, we can know that we have it what we ask for. It's yours. It maybe it hasn't shown up yet. Maybe we don't have a clear picture of what the future holds with our social distancing, when we can meet face to face again. I don't know about all this, but listen, God is still on the throne. It's you. It's he, he's yours. He's yours. And he, he, he has shown up and he's working in Jesus name. I always want to pray over you today. I want to thank you again for being a part of this service. I pray that you would know that you know that you know that expectations will come and go. We'll miss an expectation here and there. But if we keep ourselves in expectancy, knowing that no matter what we see, no matter what we feel, no matter what our mind is trying to tell us, no matter what, what the bad news is trying to tell us, remember we can stay firm. We can have an expectancy that when God is, when we are weak, he's strong, right? And we can seek that. First Peter chapter 4, verse 12. Friends, when life gets really difficult, this is the message translation. When life gets really difficult, don't jump to the conclusion that God isn't on the job. Instead, be glad that you are in the very thick of what Christ experienced. This is a spiritual refining process with glory just around the corner. That's my declare for you today. That's what I want to declare according to God's word. The glory is just around the corner. You may have already experienced glory. You might already have a testimony. Please share it with us. We want to hear what God is doing in your life. But if you're in the time when you're like, oh, it's really hard. The storm is really difficult. And maybe it has nothing to do with COVID-19. Maybe it's a completely different scenario, different circumstance. It's God's still on the throne. And even though it's not that he hasn't shown up, he is there with you. Glory is just around the corner. That's expectancy in Jesus' name. So here's the big idea today. Here's the big idea. When life doesn't seem to go as we expected, remember, it doesn't affect God. God's not affected by the circumstance. He is on the throne and he loves you very much. I want to pray over you. I want to declare life over you today in Jesus' name. Father, we love you and we praise you. We thank you for this day and this opportunity to come. Though we can't meet face to face, I thank you, God. I can just sense your presence here with us right now. In this place, and I, I believe in the households that are watching today. God, I pray that if they don't know Jesus, if, if anyone watching today is like, ah, I need, I need this, that you said that we can call on your name and you are there in an instant. I pray that in Jesus' name. Just repeat this with me. Say, Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Forgive me of my sin. I want to turn from my evil ways. I want to seek you first. In Jesus' name. I'm a new creation in Christ because you told me so. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, if that's the first time you've prayed that prayer, let me know. I want to pray with you. I want to be excited with you. I want to celebrate with you. If you're like, ah, I, re I renewed my life. I, I feel fired up. Let us know all of those kinds of things. Listen, I want to just remind you, we have to go. I want to say thanks again so much for being here. God bless you. And uh, I, I can't see that. Sorry. Uh, oh, oh, yes. I have a grandson that should be watching. Hayden, 
If you're watching, Papa loves you. God bless you. I just pray a hedge of protection around each one of you in Jesus' name. Father, I said no evil will follow them, no plague will come, neither dwelling. Now I pray that, Father, that I pray that you will shine your face upon them now. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you for it, God. We leave today this service and lead the next few days, the next few months, the next few weeks in great expectation. Because we know that you are moving and doing on our behalf. We love and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. We'll see you next week in Jesus' name. Bye-bye. This has been a message from Word of Life Family Church. Thank you for listening. If you are ever in the Phillips, Wisconsin area, please come join us for one of our services. We're located at 104 Fairway Drive, Phillips, Wisconsin, 54555. Our Sunday service is at 10 a.m. and Bible study on Wednesday is at 6.30 p.m. each week. For more information on our church or pastors, visit us on the World Wide Web at www.wordoflifefamilychurch.org or call us at 715-339-2207. Again, we want to thank you for being with us today. May God bless you and keep you in Jesus' mighty name.